0: Hello, welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe.
1: Hey, Jonathan. How's it going?
0: It's not really beginning to look and feel a lot like Christmas, Amy. It kind of looks like it, but...
1: It looks like it. Doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel that way. No, it's about 70 here. And a very very nice nice and balmy spring-feeling afternoon.
0: Yes, it is a spring-feeling afternoon, so... I don't know what to say about that other than just it's it's December, but here we are.
1: That's right. But it, look at Christmas. People are putting lights up. It sounds like Christmas music is in the air. It just, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, I had friends from Florida who would turn the air conditioner on in December so that they could, you know, make a little fire or something like that. Could, could do that, but yeah. otherwise.
0: <laughs> I think I just went on the weather. Not that desperate. Hey, but you know, one of the uh, markers every year on this podcast for when Christmas season is here is the Behold the Lamb of God event.
1: Yes. And it is in Wake Forest this weekend at yeah. Southeastern Seminary. Yeah. I'm pretty excited.
0: And headed to Nashville. So excited about that. So it's going to be pretty awesome. Again, and, and we talk about yeah. this kind of every year, folks. If it comes to your place, be sure to try to go. So we, we highly and, and wholly recommend. The Behold the Lamb of God event with Andrew Peterson. And but Prince. you
1: can also, but you, the, the live stream yeah, also always live stream. takes place and, and it's hanging on Monday. Yeah. So people can, people can watch that. I think it's $20 for a live stream and then you get, you have access to it through the end of the year. Yes. So there's still, even if it's not in your town, there's a way, there's a way to, to see it.
0: Absolutely. So please do check that out. We'll put the link in the show notes as always for that. So uh, that's something that we really enjoy here. And I know that uh, many of our listeners do as well. So uh excited about that coming this weekend, not gonna be able to make it to the Ryman for that show, but I will catch the live stream because that's kind of what we do every year now, is just catch the live stream. It's a school night after all. But uh you, you are getting to see it in Raleigh there on the campus of uh Southeastern, and then it'll be here in uh in the Ryman. Right after that So exciting times Very cool All right before we get Into the show this week We do want to thank Our sponsor each and Every week here on the Podcast Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary The ministry landscape Is changing faster than Ever and ministers of Every calling need Versatile training for Today's church and Marketplace so in Partnership with Dallas Baptist University Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary is now Enrolling students in Their new MDiv MBA Program it's a Combination program Where you can get Both an MDiv and an MBA with a biblically faithful foundation, hands-on ministry experience, and contemporary business training, this is a program for tomorrow's pastors, missionaries, entrepreneurs, and lay leaders. To learn more, visit swbts.edu slash mdivmba. So get you an mdiv and an MBA. He had a graduation today on the campus of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. He had a friend of mine get a, a DMIN. So he was on staff at a church that uh, Beth had been on staff at. So, congratulations to Kevin Phillips on that. Very cool. I know uh, Southeastern's graduation next week, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. There'll be one graduation ceremony because it's December, you know. So, spring often have, there are multiple, you know, college and seminary and stuff, but in December, I'll be one.
0: Yep. So, hey, good friend of the pod, Becca Stone King, graduating with her MACE next week at Southeastern. So,
1: that's right. And a lot
0: of other people too, but. Anyway. All right, well, hey, if you're graduating, congratulations on that. And I, I know many of our listeners have have been through that. Uh, Amy, just a couple of years ago, you were graduating. I think uh at this time of year, weren't you? Did not you graduate in December?
1: 3 years ago. 3 years yeah, ago. December 2018, and it was a it was a really fun day. I still remember being so nervous all the way through the ceremony until I walked across and got my degree. And I didn't know, I didn't realize why until I'd gotten across. I was just so grateful I didn't trip. Like, I, (laughs) like, I, I mean, I was, I could feel it. My heart was racing the whole time before they called my name because I thought, just don't trip on stage. And so, uh, that's not to put pressure on any of you graduates out there. So you won't, if you won't, I know it won't happen. It'll be okay.
0: Yeah. Don't trip on stage. If you do, we'll find the video and play it online. So, cause, uh, that'll be fun. But, Anyway, all right. Hey, to the news this week, Amy, big week in Washington DC had the Dobbs oral arguments. So give us all the information about that. We had a special edition of the podcast actually drop on Monday that had all the information about that. If you missed that, do go back and check that out. It's, it's still a good listen to really catch up on what happened, but, but Amy, tell us what happened on Wednesday.
1: Yeah. So the Supreme Court heard oral argument, the case Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. This is the one that came out of Mississippi. And it was uh, and it was a a law that Mississippi had passed banning abortion after 15 weeks gestation. Okay, so essentially uh, sent up to the Supreme Court. There was a a lawsuit and that made it all the way up to the Supreme Court to sort of To step back and say that goes against the rulings in Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. So, Roe versus Wade is 1973. We're very familiar with that. Planned Parenthood versus Casey was in 1992. And that actually clarified some things in Roe v. Wade, uh, really solidified some issues on the abortion question, even more in a pro choice direction. So, the oral arguments were about this Mississippi law. But essentially, what happened, Mississippi argued not just for 15 weeks, but really argued for a full overturning. Of Roe and Casey, so it was very interesting. It was a, to listen to. Obviously, there was a lot of discussion on social media, lots of articles about it before and after. A number of people were up there in Washington. I saw there were a group of students from Liberty University up there. The ERLC staff was up there, and and many others on the steps. I was listening live because you know we talked that about wanting to get to to hear it. And I knew they had released transcripts, things like that, but you actually could listen to the live stream because they started doing that during COVID and they are continuing to do that now. So you can listen to it or read the transcript and sort of see how it went, but it was very interesting. And people on both sides of this have, have both have had the same assessment, which is that based on their line of questioning a majority of the justices do seem prone to up, at least uphold the Mississippi law. I think there's a strong chance that Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned altogether. Um, so there's a story from BP, but we'll also put a link to the oral arguments to the the website there at the Supreme Court if you want to listen to it yourself and sort of process. We won't know anything now. It's probable that the justices actually discuss discussed it in conference today as we're recording this on Friday. So the decision could be made even as we are speaking. It's very possible. But what happens when that decision gets made is then the opinion gets assigned to a justice to write it. So now will be months of work at sort of developing that opinion. And we won't know until... I mean, it could be right before the annual meeting. It could be shortly after. My visit will be after. So we won't know for months and months, but we seem to have a signal of which way they're going.
0: Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on it. Continue to pray for that and for our Supreme Court as they debate that and uh, kind of work through the opinions that have to be done in response to the oral arguments this week. Again, like Amy said, all the links are over at the show notes over at SBCThisWeek.com. All right. Some news out of the Sin Network. Good friend of the pod, Vance Pittman, is headed from Hope Church over to North America Mission Board to lead the Sin Network. Remember, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, we mentioned that Dajati Lewis had left the Sin Network, uh, kind of returning into the local church, going to focus on his work with Blueprint Church as well as the Boulevard Project. Well, Vance Pittman leaving Hope Church, which he established and uh, you know planted about twenty years ago to go as the president. So he will replace DeHadi Lewis as the president of the Sin Network. And uh, you you may wonder, you know, well, obviously Vance is a a church planner, but Hope Church, the church that he pastors right now in Las Vegas, they have planted more than 70 new churches in their about 20-year history. So a great track record there from Vance over at Hope Church. Congratulations to him on his move to the North American Mission Board.
1: Yep, that's really big news. I've seen a lot of reaction to that already today.
0: Absolutely. So, hey, you know what we also saw a lot of reaction to, Amy? Giving Tuesday this past week. I know several of our entities, we put out a big, a long thread about that uh, around the Southern Baptist Convention. We're asking and, you know, kind of soliciting gifts on Tuesday, kind of the biggest giving day of the year. And Mission Dignity, something that's near and dear to the hearts uh, of many of our listeners, I know, they brought in more than $1 million on Giving Tuesday.
1: That's incredible. I saw that and I'm so excited. That's a, a wonderful, obviously a wonderful ministry that we've talked about a lot on here, how it helps retired pastors and widows to really to make ends meet. So yep. this is an incredible thing to surpass $1.2 million. Yeah. that's
0: amazing. $500,000 matching gift. So they were able to use that to, to spur themselves on to that seven-figure mark, like you said, over one point two million dollars. So incredible, incredible news out of Guidestone and Mission Dignity this week. Congratulations to O.S. Hawkins as well as Hans Dillbeck on that. I know they've got to be ecstatic about that. So something we talked about last week on the podcast, Amy, state Baptist conventions and their actions toward sexual abuse at their annual meetings. It was a, I had mentioned that we had a roundup story coming. Well, that dropped this week.
1: Yeah. So we've covered this. We've been talking about it for a little while. We were watching the pattern on and on, but at Baptist Press, you guys did essentially a roundup that went through all the different states, uh, that, and kind of gave an overview. So it's a great resource. We want to recommend, want to recommend that you go that just so that you can see some of them had, uh, you know, actual more like review and investigation. Other ones are more about like, providing more information on policies and practices like that. So really, really good work on the part of Baptist press looks like Tobin Perry did that. And uh, it's, it's a great, a great resource.
0: Yes, we had Tobin do that. So uh, that was a, a nice little roundup there. I know we mentioned it each and every week here on the podcast. It seemed like for about four or five weeks in a row, but Tobin got all those together, put that together, and uh, links to bigger stories as well within that story. So uh, you can check that out if uh, you know that that is something that Amy, you talked about, I talked about on the podcast that that was the trend we were seeing is states addressing sexual abuse from the state level across the country. So uh, the Roundup article over at Baptist Press, so do check that out. And also speaking of sexual abuse, we did have an arrest and story come down on a former Oklahoma Baptist preacher who was indicted on multiple sexual abuse charges. A federal indictment came down uh, just a few weeks ago on Roy Williams, who was not a pastor at a church in Venita, Oklahoma, but had preached at several churches in the Vanita area, as well as participated in some prison ministry and other ministry on an Indian reservation up there in Oklahoma. If you have any information or need any more information on this, the Oklahoma City field office number is at the bottom of the article there at Baptist Press. So did want to point that out, and uh, that had dropped this week. So Amy, kind of a light news week, honestly. Everybody seemed, you know, kind of getting back in the swing of things, I guess, from Thanksgiving holidays, and, and you had the big thing in D.C., but otherwise, a somewhat light news week.
1: Yeah, yeah, D.C. and Giving Tuesday. Those were kind of the yeah. big the big focuses. That was the
0: big thing. So, so and then the, the Pittman news at the end of the week here. So, all right. Well, hey, that's going to do it for the news and bring us to my favorite part of the week. This week in SBC history, Amy, blow our minds.
1: All right, we're going to take it to 1960 to sort of a new development. Technology was allowing churches to do something new, and there was a pretty big story in Baptist Press about it. You ready for this? All right. The headline was, Churches Take Pictures of their new members. It said, if you join a church in Greenville, Mississippi, Dallas, Texas, Winston, Salem, North Carolina, or Decatur, Georgia, better be wearing your Sunday best. You'll have your picture taken. So there was a new trend that was happening that when churches had new members, they would take pictures of them to get to know them better. So first Baptist Greenville In Mississippi had started using photographs in their weekly bulletin. They use a Polaroid camera operated by a member trained in photography. Planning, they were planning to feature active deacons by photographs and a life sketch. A Park Cities Baptist in Dallas, they had launched the program and they put pictures up in the church office. They estimated that the cost is about 10 cents per member to put those pictures up. Somebody else Was uh, they were they were you tiny sub miniature camera, I don't even know what that is. They would uh, they would have people holding up a slate. It says they would hold up a slate on which their name appears and said that most of them that that all the new members they're glad to have their picture made. There's this whole story, it talks about all the cameras they used, but it was like this brand new thing. That if you join a church, you might have a picture made. Let's fast forward now to what happens when you get involved in a church. You're joining Facebook groups, you're uploading your own. People are taking pictures during um, maybe during worship to post on Twitter. I mean, the, the idea that this would be a Baptist press is so foreign to me. Um, but here we are. 61 years later, and they were celebrating the use of cameras to learn about each other, to get to know each other better this week in SBC history.
0: Yeah. It's amazing to think back that that was once a novel idea. And now it's just something that is just not only standard, but super easy.
1: Well, and think about what we've gone through that in 1960, they were just beginning to take Polaroids. Then we moved from that to picture directories. And you don't really see picture directories much anymore. People end up connecting on social media. So it's kind of wild.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, kind of neat. It's just a reminder of how much things have changed in 50 years. So that's kind of crazy. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is...
1: All right, it's going to be a podcast that's already been my resource of the week, but I want to bring the new special episode. Okay, uh, I'm going to bring up Lydia McMillan's oh! podcast again <laughs> uh, on the the Hallmark movies because she had a special guest, Jonathan Howe. That's right. To talk about the Hallmark movie Christmas in Dollywood. Yep. So, folks, he's got a lot of expertise to bring to the table on this. Um, so if you're not a regular subscriber to Lydia's podcast, we're going to put a link in the show notes so that you can now listen to Jonathan's episode. And then I think I'm going to be on an episode, uh, on another one in, in the next couple of weeks here. So, uh, so we'll keep you posted. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That was a fun, it was a fun discussion and you know, several hot takes and it's a fun movie. It's one of my favorites. I love Dollywood. So it's involving Dollywood. So here, you know, I'm all in. On that one. So, all right. Well, very cool. Thanks for sharing that, Amy. I appreciate that. I didn't know if you're going to bring that up or not, but here we are. All right. My resource of the week is a Christmas album, uh, an album that I just recently discovered. I think it's a couple of years old, but it is called This Christmas and it's by Lateral Blue and they don't exist anymore. Um, it's a, it was just a a kind of a, a bluegrass group that had gotten together a few years ago and they did a Christmas album and it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So, uh it's a progressive bluegrass, so it's a little bit more modern bluegrass type music and uh, you know, it's got plenty of the banjo, the mandolin, the fiddle and everything that you you would expect from a bluegrass group and just some great tunes, some some instrumental, some with words, you know, uh with vocals and stuff and uh, it's just a really fun listen as far as Christmas albums go. So, that's I just kind of cool. discovered it recently and have not been able to stop playing it. I mean, it's it's about the only thing other than Taylor that's getting played in my my phone right now, so that's a that's kind of a big deal. I
1: will have to check that out. Yeah, I'll, t- yeah, really I'll have to check that out. And so. there's a
0: there's a Joni Mitchell song on there that I had never heard before called "River." I don't know if that's a familiar song for you. You've Annie? never heard that? I I'd, I'd never heard "River" before. Yes, by Joni Mitchell.
1: Jonathan, well, I, come on.
0: I'm sorry. I know James Taylor did it. You probably are I familiar wish with I had that version. A
1: river I could, could skate, skate away, away on. on. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and there's a whole like you've got mail talks about it. Yeah, yeah, and and now like, I just
0: I now I get that reference now, and you've got mail,
1: right? I'd, right. I'd never yeah. really put it together. Oh, that's a great song. It's a yep. great song. I listen. I so I obviously listen to the Joni Mitchell version, but, but I'm more the the James Taylor version is what plays more in my house because I'm a big James Taylor fan. That makes but sense. Still, it's a great. Try song. this version. Great song. song
0: it's yes. really good.
1: I will. I will. I'm looking forward to it. I'll try it today so and speaking of today I want to just say thank you at the end of this episode um, because those of you who have listened probably because of Jonathan's great editing skills have not heard but this recording experience has awful today because of my internet connection my microphone and my barking dogs and my uh, people talking in the background so Jonathan's been incredibly patient and whatever you get in this episode all put together it was way more, so let's all give hats off to Jonathan for his grace and patience. She's,
0: she's and I'm trying to me to up, make him y'all. feel
1: bad for all the moments where he lost it. I'm, yes. I'm trying to yeah I'm trying to make him trying to make him feel bad for all the moments in the last uh, hour or so that he's lost it, and so we got to the end. Good job.
0: Yeah, we did with with We and Coco still barking in the background. so.
1: I've met. I've gotten as far away from them as I possibly as, can. As
0: my dog sits so, literally two feet away Let's, from me, quietly, patiently, right. sleeping I, and resting. And I think you need ab- to have you know respecting I, me.
1: I think you need to have some grace for. You know, he had a little surgery this week, and which hopefully is going to make him less aggressive. Not of like shame. Super, I just mean it's hopefully going to yeah. So it's hopefully going to like calm him down a little bit. And it was just time. It was that time in his life. And uh, he is wearing a cone of shame and is having to get stay, stay in the crate a lot so that he doesn't play too hard. So uh, I think you should have some grace for him this week for barking in the well, background.
0: Well, Ramsey feels his pain, but uh, is also <laughs> not not quite as um, fired up about things. So, yeah, today today is a day yeah. I wish I, was, All right. I I had a river to skate away on from some of what's going <laughs> on in sure your house. Yeah. So, all right, yeah. well, hey, folks. Uh, thanks again for joining us again this week. Uh, I know kind of a light news week. Hey, but we got our year-end episodes coming up in a couple of weeks, and Amy, I have a feeling that some of the uh, the questions that we're going to go over from 2021 at the beginning of the year will be quite the doozies.
1: Oh boy, I just looked at them the other day because we wait until the yeah. end of the year before we actually look. I never remember the questions that we asked, and when I open them up, who oh boy. We got some uh, interesting, we have an interesting year to reflect on. Yeah. So we buckle
0: will. up for that one, folks. And then we've yeah. also and got I, uh, yes, most interesting Southern Baptists.
1: Most fascinating. Oh, yes. Okay. I will have my most fascinating, my, t- my 10 most fascinating Southern Baptists list. Uh, I'm working on that right now. So,
0: yep. In a dogless room, hopefully. All right. Well, folks, thanks for hanging in there with us today. We appreciate it. And uh, Amy, thanks for hanging in with me while I lose my mind here. But uh, I'll talk to you later. See you next week.
1: See you next week.